Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncorked with Funny Wine Girl. This is Funny Wine Girl, aka Janine Luby. And we are rolling through the month of September. And as you know, people who know me and who've heard me talk about this, September is my birthday month. Yes, I know it was way back September 3rd, but I celebrate all month. So feel free to give me a gift when you see me. Uh, I'll accept it in October or November or December. (laughs) Now, I just love this time of year. I know a lot of people who love summer, kind of sad, but I just love this time of year. I think because my grandmother's birthday was in late August, my birthday's early September, my brother's October. So I just like this time of year. And in Northeast PA, If you haven't been to Northeast PA in the fall, you should definitely visit. The foliage is beautiful. It's just a really gorgeous time of year here. And, you know, it's just something to enjoy and see. So let's get started with this week's guest. And as you know, if you do listen from time to time, you know that I like to say how I've met my guests or how I know them because I know this is something I continue saying, but I just think it's so important that we are one open to meeting new people and connecting and learning and being curious, but also in not forgetting about people we may have met years ago. You might think, oh gosh, what do I have in common with them now or whatever, but you never know how, when you connect with someone, they're going to show up in your life, maybe later on, how you can help them, how they can help you, how you can just help one another and just learn. And I think life, you know, is all about continuing to learn. We'll always have something to learn all the time when we think we've learned it all, which I cannot possibly imagine anyone who thinks they know it all. Like seriously, (laughs) that's insane. Um, We just have so much to continue to learn from one another. So I am really excited to introduce you to my guest today. And so Jennifer, I met Jennifer Aleke. I met through this great group of women, uh, community giving back. Um, and I might be giving back to the community. I always mess that up. I apologize. They're on Facebook. I met them. They've been doing great things like the NEPA Latino Fest. They've done back uh, backpacks for back to school supplies. They just had this wonderful brunch, uh, Women Are Power. They had, they've done it twice. And I had the absolute privilege and pleasure to co-host a couple of weeks ago where I was able to introduce myself, but also have conversations with four wonderful, powerful women. And Jennifer was one of them. I got to meet her in person. I'm so delighted. I would like to welcome to the podcast this week, Jennifer Aleke. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. And I love um, the colors of fall. I think they're the, my favorite colors to wear. I'm a summer girl though. <laughs> yeah. My you like the heat? Yum. Oh no. <laughs> I, you know, to each their own. And I totally get that. I just like, I cringe when I get on Facebook and like, I know people who complain like me, I was complaining about the heat, but I don't do it publicly because people are like, would you rather it be 32 degrees and, and two feet of snow? And I'm like, I love how we jump to the extreme. I'm like, no, I just rather less humidity and maybe 72. We don't always have to go to the extreme. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) But yeah, I I'm with you, everybody. I just love like a little bit cooler temperatures, but the colors, you're right. The colors of fall are just fantastic. Beautiful. So we could talk about that, but I would rather spend our time talking about you. And I have so many things I want to dive into. So Jennifer is a transplant from, I believe, New Jersey, but you've been here for a while and you do some really interesting things that I want to talk about. Reiki, intuitive healing, so many wonderful things that can help people heal and just improve their lives. So uh, before we get into the things that you do, I just like to have you share, if you don't mind, whatever you're comfortable sharing, you did move here from New Jersey. You don't have to tell us all the details of that, but just tell us what that was like to come into a new community and how it has been for you. 
Yeah, it's definitely been a culture shock. So I was, I'm originally from Montclair, New Jersey. Um, and it was very diverse, lots of things to do, um, lots of like uh, art, artistic things to do. Uh, museums, music, um, just little cute coffee shops or just cute things to do. So the transition, that is a long story. I'm not going to get into it, but I ended up going to school in Arizona and then ended up here um, in 2006. And it was completely different. It was in this area it was majority uh, white people. And um, it was just different. It was a lot of bars. Um, and I didn't find much to do. Um, I was here because of kind of like a cult situation um, but that uh, ended up me staying. But in all of it, I'm just now reaching out and I'm seeing that there's more uh, things to do in the community and it's become more diverse, more uh, things of the arts to get into, um, activities for my kids. So at one point I can honestly say I did not like screen. I'm like, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> I just want to leave. But now, um, because of the location, because it's so beautiful, because it's an hour away from Philly, hour from Jersey, um, it is a great location. And now that they're incorporating more things to do other than just, you know, drinking and partying, it's fun. Now I'm getting a little bit more comfortable. Oh, that's good. And I will say, this is this is just going to be my little plug. So I grew up here and I totally get what you're saying as far as diversity. That is 100%. And, and a lot of bars. I mean, we're a coal mining town. They literally like, and they worked hard, but it was like working and then drinking and churches on every corner, bars on every corner. That was the past. But I will say for someone who's lived here my whole life, there have been things to do. Um, I think the diversity, you're right, is changing, but there have always been things to do do but people tend and if not knowing if you just moved here you probably wouldn't have necessarily yeah. known and I'll admit the people who lived here their whole lives who some of them don't make an effort to right. get to know and get to build on these things but I will just say that because I always I'm a little like it's like my uh it's like defending your family there have always been things to do but they've been more, I don't talk more about <laughs> yeah no 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 but you're right to and that's good but it's like there were there are more like pockets I guess you could say because yeah. the art scene has been strong but to your point it has definitely become more diverse and it needs to, and it had needed to, it still does have a long way to go. Just like every place. I always believe when people bash, like I'm a proud Scrantonian, even though I see the work to be done, but people bash different cities all over. And it's the same kind of story. Right. I always say like, I always, cause I think of my love for here and I think to myself, someplace, every place is home to someone right now. Not everybody takes pride in their community. I happen to. So for me, but I, I love what you said though, that now I, I hope that you feel more at home here now and more yeah, comfortable. Do you? I definitely do. And I think to your point, I was, when I came out here, it was because of a situation. So I was locked in that situation and I didn't really branch off or do anything. Um, and I lived like that for a very long time. I was a hermit, you know, go to work, do activities with the kids for school, meet people, go to a park here and there. But still, I was just, you know, not putting myself out there. So you're absolutely right. There could have been a lot of things. And I know the libraries um, are great resources, too. They've always been good resources. Um, 
so yeah, I didn't put myself out there. And now that I see, and I'm more comfortable because now I see people that look like me. Um, it's great. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And I should say too, because I don't want it to be that I'm like telling you, you know, I know that we have a lot to work on here and I can't know what it's like to be you, right? I'm a, I'm a white person who's grown up in a place that's primarily white. And that is the truth. And we don't like to have these conversations, but they're important. I can't know what it's like if I moved somewhere and I was the minority and, and how different that would be and how I wouldn't, you know, how I would feel. So I, I'm not judging you at all. I just hope that you are enjoying your time here now and see yeah. the great things that are here, but I can completely understand. I wouldn't know what it was like to be in your shoes. So I completely understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're more comfortable here now, which is good. And your kids are here in the community going to school. So you have, you have roots here. Um, let's talk about you do, of course you have a day job as well as these other wonderful things you do. And, you know, so you work uh at a day job I don't know can we say your day job yeah, is that okay prudential right <laughs> and I know you uh when I looked at your bio when I got to meet you last week at the the brunch you know I loved what you said about because this happens with a lot of people we go to school we go to college a lot of us take classes that we never use again or or even our majors that we totally go into different fields it's really common that that happens um and you took a, went into a field that has nothing to do with what you do now, but I love how you spoke about like, all of this is important. It's all necessary. Right. Do you want to just tell me what you mean by that? Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in a very sports environment. My dad was a basketball star in hometown. Um, I was a track star. Um, we all did sports. So sports came very natural to me when I originally went to the university of Arizona, I, uh, was going to be a physical education teacher. Um, but when I came here, I went into sports and rec management, not because I necessarily wanted to, just because it was what I was familiar with. Um, and so when I graduated, it's not like I did anything with it. I was already had, I was uh, working at Penn Foster actually. Um, and I graduated and I just kept working at Penn Foster. <laughs> it's not like I changed my careers or anything. Um, so I just, I just was following a traditional trend of go to school, get a degree, get a good job, get a solid job. Um, and I didn't do anything with my degree. However, um, there's a backstory to it, uh, that I'm proud of because I was going to school for free at the university of Arizona. Um, and I dropped out to come to Scranton, um, and I had to learn what it's like to pay <laughs> for school. <laughs> I had to learn, oh, if you don't study for this class, you're literally wasting your money because nobody's paying it. So um, I think in every situation we go through in life, whether we deem it as bad, good, or indifferent, it's always leading to a lesson. It's always leading to a better version of ourselves and giving us an opportunity to choose how we want to conduct ourselves or how we want to learn the lesson. Um, so yeah, it was a tough lesson to learn. Uh, and even, I think I mentioned this before, even when I graduated from Keystone, I was kind of embarrassed about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I was at the University of Arizona and now I'm graduating from Keystone College, this small college. And I didn't even appreciate the moment of, no, I actually went back to school and I had to do it for four years. I had to start all over and I made sure I received my degree because 
that was what I wanted to do for myself. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a hard lesson, but a very valuable one. <laughs> yeah. And I think, unfortunately, many of us, and I think we, you know, it depends on the day or the week or the month, even maybe it could vary. A lot of us don't see it that way, which, which it would be helpful to our lives if we did, because we might get stuck in the, I wanted this, but I didn't get that. Or that person has this and I don't have that. And that could take, that could drain us so much and could take up so much of our lives. Right. It did. It did for me. So I came here 2006. I graduated, I believe 2010 or 2011, but I stayed in that rut of oh my gosh, I was supposed to be an athlete. I was supposed to go to the Olympics, possibly if that's really what I wanted to do. I was supposed, I'm I'm talented, I'm this, I'm that. How come I'm in this situation? And I just couldn't, there was a lot of embarrassment and a lot of shame surrounded by it that I really had to, it took years and years and years to process and understand, no, like this is a journey called life. Like this is how, it works. Let's say I did go to as far as I wanted to. Let's say I ran track and I went to the Olympics and I got hurt or something horrific happened. My character wasn't developed. I could have, you know, there could have been so many different other situations, but we just tend to look at it as this story that we create. Well, if I did that, then it would perfectly work out this way and this way. But no, like it works out exactly the way it needs to so we can learn and grow to be a better us. That and it is so beautiful to think of it that way and it's also it's so funny because we a lot of us resist thinking of it that way or we just don't because we're not you know it's just so easy to be negative but life would be so much better and so much happier if we would see it that way, right? I mean, yeah. that would make our lives easier. <laughs> and sometimes I have to still remind myself. I think this is funny. You're a comedian, so you'll get this like I think a lot of times people think, oh my gosh, you're an intuitive energy healer or you do healing, whatever, like you got your sh- together. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this is life. I'm going through the same thing as everybody else. And usually the person that has these abilities and can, you know, tell people and help people, it doesn't work. Like I can't tap in as much as I want to do my <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of I, course I can, but it's not like, yeah, you know, it's still life for me. I still have choices to make. I know. It's so funny you say that. Cause I mean, well, comedians are, you know, messed up. And I, I often laugh. Cause I'm like, I feel like I didn't have enough of a screwed up childhood to be a comedian, but like, and I mean, it wasn't great. It was, it was good. You know, I middle-class family, it was good. I didn't like, I didn't have any tragedy. I need more problems, but, um, but like the laughter yoga, I promote that and laughter and healing. And it's, you know, people, Oh, you must always be laughing. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm always laughing. <laughs> and it's like, I'm the first one. Like I wake up and I'm like, ugh, and I get behind the wheel and I'm cursing and I'm like, okay, stop. You got to get a hold of this. Yes, you get it. Yes. Yeah. But what you do and let's, let's get into that. Cause what you do, and I mean, I'm not comparing them, but the, like the types of things when we give ourselves these services that people can't pick up off a shelf, right. It taps into us, right. It's, it can be draining. Mm-hmm. It can be emotional and it can be a lot. Um, so let's talk about you do Reiki, but you also do, and I want to correct me if I, is it intuitive energy healing? Is that yeah. right? Okay. 
And I, before meeting you, I had actually, I'd heard of kind of about healing like that, but I, not exactly where a lot of us have heard of Reiki. Could you tell us first, I have had someone on speaking about Reiki before, but in your words, tell us about Reiki and then tell us about your healing, because I think that is so interesting and something that people are not as familiar with. Yes. I think with all of this, uh, with Reiki and with intuitive energy healing, it's kind of new. So some people think it's taboo. Some think people say, well, this is spiritual. I'm not into spirituality, or maybe it's the opposite. People recognize it as more science-based and, uh, not spiritual, or it could just be practical. So, um, and anything, just a disclaimer for definitions. I think we really have to tap into one thing could mean something different to every other person. So, um, when you talk about Reiki, when you talk about intuitive energy healing, you really have to tap into what that means for you. It could mean something spiritual for you, something very practical or something scientific. Um, it all works in all, all facets. But Reiki is just really an ability to use your hands. You could either touch, physically touch someone or hover over them. And it's energy that allows you to move blocked energy within your system. So we're all made of, we have energies that run inside and around our bodies. We're interconnected in that way. Um, and just like the way, the best way I can describe it is just like being an active person physically, physically, we all know the more we move, the more we, um, we're oxygenating our body, we're working out our body, the better we feel as soon as we're stagnant, we feel stuck. It's harder for us to get back up and move and do things. It's the same thing energetically within our body systems. If we have blockages due to trauma or due to everyday life or due um, even to exciting things, they're, they're energies that stay stuck and blocked in our system. If we don't move those energies and clear it out, then it's hard for us to process through our problems and process through systems that we need to process through. So um, Reiki is just uh, a modality. The way I like to use it is um, if someone does have a religious belief or a spiritual belief, I tell them to set that intention in the session to get the best out of the session because it's not about me. I'm just the middle person and people receive, you know, downloads. They see colors, possibly they get intuitive information themselves. Um, they may feel the heat coming off of my hands. Um, they may uh, feel if I touch a certain area in their body, they may feel the emotion of that and get their own backstory and kind of, um, way of processing through that emotion. And so it's a beautiful modality. I love it because it really does bring you back to you. I'm not necessarily getting information at that point. I'm just literally using my hands to hover and move energy. And yeah, they're usually getting the information. Some people even go to sleep. That's all they need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they just need to 
their body to shut down. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, one of my good friends, Tina, I've had her on the show before cause she's a romance author. Um, she experienced some really powerful things with it, uh, recently. And I've, I've honestly never, I had friends who were training and I was like their guinea pig, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> and I, but it wasn't like a full session. Um, but I did feel like that warmth that you're talking about, yeah. but I know that Tina saw colors and I, I, when she told me about, it, I'm like, wow. Cause I never had a full session. So I don't know what it would be like, but it's right. pretty amazing. Like how it sounded to me. Yeah. Yeah. You get your own enlightenment and you feel so much lighter as well. Um, you're just releasing those unwanted energies that no longer, they once may have served you, but they no longer serve you. Now, would you say, uh, before we get into the, uh, intuitive energy healing, would you say that a person, uh, I, I mean, obviously there's all kinds of things people can try. Are there other ways that a person could try to move that energy themselves? Like, is that something that can kind of be done through exercise or massage or something like that? Exactly. I'm glad you brought that point up because again, people think that it may be something foreign or, oh my gosh, something is coming inside of me. No, it's very on a practical level. We always are moving energy through our system. That's why working out is so important because that's all you're doing. You're making sure it's flowing and moving through your system. Um, I haven't done it, but I think Qigong um, it does that as well. Um, yoga, you know, Pilates, these are all systems that are working hand in hand, moving the energy through your body. So yes, you can definitely, um, you can tie it into a practice like that. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that if for some people it could be spiritual, could you talk to that a little bit? Cause again, like you said, people are all coming from a different place. Right. Um, and then there are probably some folks I know, I mean, this might be an ancient thought or not ancient, but you know, people who think, Oh, we're not supposed to do that in some religions. It doesn't seem like right or whatever. How do you like it, but it can be spiritual. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah. I grew up in a, a Christian background. Um, and it's very, it was very difficult for me because I didn't know any of these concepts or anything. And I thought it was taboo to do these things that I'm doing now. And people still to this day, you know, I've lost friends over this, you know, mm -hmm. uh, family members are like, you know, you're going to hell. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a real thing in a religious sense that these practices are taboo. Um, I don't think they are, of course. Maybe I would if I didn't have these abilities, you know, but that goes to how small-minded we think when we just don't have the education on it. So um, yes, people can have with Reiki, people can have their own experiences. Um, and this ties into intuitive energy healing as well. If they're spiritual, sometimes I see a person's guide or spiritual guide for them. Sometimes I see things that are not talked about within this realm that they resonate with extremely. Um, sometimes I will be in sessions and I'll know that this person is very religious or their prayer, their prayer warriors or because I'm tapping into who they are and what it means to them. And so I believe people do like, it's, it's very important if uh, they do believe in any type of spirituality it has to come from them first. And then this modality will tie right into it. Just like if you go into, you need surgery for something, you say a prayer, you're, you're, you're praying 
that that surgeon connects with exactly what you need, what you need at that time. Um, I don't think it's any different, you know? Um, and I think people are afraid of spiritualism because of how it was originally taught maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very much a part of our lives if, if you want it to be, you know, but it's also very personal. So I don't think it can be taught. I think you have to go on your own journey to figure out what that means for you and what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. Yeah. And you bring up a good point too, about when we're small minded and we've all been like this at times, I think I I will speak for myself. I absolutely, there's so many things I don't fully understand, but yet I have an opinion on them. It's like, well, how in the world can I have an opinion on something I don't fully understand? That's, that's ignorant really. Um, thankfully I don't blast Facebook with it sometimes, but, (laughs) but you know, but that's what gets us in trouble, right? Because we have to be, uh, open. And I mean, that's, that's me right now trying to grasp all sorts of things. I, I'm, you know, I mean, examples of even like with right now where we're at with uh, pronouns and transgender yeah. and trying to understand that, you know, because I'm, because uh, I'm an old lady at 52, but like, because this is something newer and, and trying to be open-minded and respectful, but I'm open to hearing things. And, and there are times I'm like, oh, okay. I understand it a bit more now, but we have to be willing to hear that and not blocked off and not closed. Like you said, because then when we're closed off and we don't understand, then we fear. And then it's a horrible thing. I I can speak on it firsthand because I was like that. I was, I was considered myself a Christian and this is what you do. This is what you don't do. This is what's in the Bible. Um, Very judgmental with a, a nice, happy smile on my face. Um, you know, just doing a, and not, this is not Christian bashing at all. This is just telling my story. Um, and it wasn't until I was sick and started br- embracing my abilities because in church settings that I went to, um, if we're being very transparent, I would ask for help with my, my abilities. And um, I think that was intimidating for leaders who don't have the same ability, who can't relate to what you're talking about. And I'm calling it a gift and they're, they're calling it a gift. And it's like, yeah, but don't do this or tone this down, or it's not supposed to be done with this. Um, then it's like, hold on, wait a second. Where, how, how do I navigate my gift? If this is how I'm born and you can't help me, how, so then it started walking me down a different path. Like, hold on, I'm not hating myself because I'm born with my ability. So if there's more than what I've heard about this, I need to educate myself on what, on how to love myself because this is who I am and then how to share it in a way that's comfortable for me in a way that I'm actually healing people without telling people how to navigate their lives, how to you know, how to live their lives, but bringing it back to them so they can heal. So I think, like you said, we don't have to lose our own belief system to open up possibilities that there are different things that occur and there are different ways of learning. There's different ways of processing. Maybe they're not for you. Maybe they not for you on a spiritual level, but maybe they are for you on a practical level. Maybe they are for you on the scientific level. Um, if we begin to understand that we're all different and we all process things different and we're all here to collectively work together, 
but be individuals in doing that, then we'll realize how important everybody is and how we don't have to be afraid of somebody else because they're different. Yeah. And, and I think, and I don't mean to be like a uh, contrarian here, but like different, but at the same time, what I like to, to think about a lot of times is how also similar are some, a lot of our basic values are because that hopefully people can see that is what connects us. You know, we all yeah. want someone to love us and to love. We all want to have a purpose, a job, a way to pay the bills, a passion to feed all of that stuff that for most of us, we can agree. Yeah, I want that, you know, right. and, and it's like, so you want it, I want it. And we value these things. So let's look at like, let's not throw stones and call. The definitions and the stigmas. Yes. Let's just really operate in love. Let's operate. Yeah. Cause we all need that. Yeah. And, and taking the time to understand where we're different. And also I think to have empathy that we are all human. Uh, no matter what, and we can connect as humans. Um, so we've talked, we've talked around it, but I want to get directly. And I asked you this at the brunch. Do you want to talk a little bit about how you realized that you do have, whether we call it a gift or an ability, this uh, ability to to heal, this intuitive energy healing, how you discovered it, and how it is that you use it. And I love, by the way, you had in your bio that you're not a mind reader, so no one should be afraid. You're not trying to like get into their heads. <laughs> I think, yeah. So, and I probably shouldn't have said it that way. I probably do read minds to an extent, but <laughs> what I meant was I'm not intentionally without permission. I don't tap into someone's subconscious. I don't, you know, I know a lot of people do that. And it's, for me, it's just as much as a violation physically as you would do, you know, mentally. That's not, that's not okay for people to do that. So I don't, I don't like doing that. Um, but ever since I was a little kid, I never was able to process information in a traditional sense. I've always been like different in the way I gathered information. And I always was ashamed of it. I always thought that I wasn't um, smart, that I was actually the opposite, that I was dumb. I would just know random things and I would look at people and see how bubbly and smiley they were. But I would know that something was wrong. I could feel like just disgust on like frightening disgust, like, oh no, he did something wrong or something's not right. Um, have all of these sensories going on. Um, and I just didn't know how to place it and I didn't know how to process it. And I was quiet. So I usually like turned into a chameleon or try to mimic people. Um, because I just wasn't comfortable with bringing my identity out and expressing certain things. And I think it came off as weird. So I was just quiet and I just smiled. And again, I grew up in a Christian household, so I, I wasn't comfortable in expressing certain things. Um, so I just suppressed it all. I suppressed it all, but, uh, it wasn't until, um, high school, my cousin invited me to the, the cult that I'm talking about. He invited me. It started out in Jersey. And um, I got to see all these cool, talented kids, quirky, um, amazing kids that had these spiritual abilities or gifts that, that we say was gifts. Um, and they weren't doing the traditional things that other, you know, young adults were doing, like drinking, smoking, partying, whatever. 
Um, and it intrigued me because I'm like, finally, I get to possibly explore what these things are that I that I can hear and I could feel. Um, but even then, I knew something was seriously wrong. <laughs> I knew something was wrong and I ignored it because I wanted to search for God and search for how I can utilize my gifts. And so that turned into um, an adventure from, I would say 2000, 2001 maybe to 2006. I was in, no, I'm sorry, not 2006, 2010. So I was, I was in that realm, but it was manipulation. It was, it was a lot of spiritual abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in that I learned lessons too, though, about, you know, um, manipulation and, and mind manipulation and how it can be so dangerous and isolating people from families to, you know, just cult-like behavior, tra traditional cult-like behavior with the very young people. I'm talking about 20, 19, 20, uh, 18, 19, 20, um, that were just trying to figure out how their gifts operate, how you navigate these things. And so from there, once I got out of that situation, um, again, I still, I believed heavily in God. I still called myself, you know, um, I wanted community. I wanted to be able to discover me. So I went to churches and different things. And during that time, random things would happen. Like I would, sensations would just come over me and I would know, you know, I could, I remember this one time I'm just crying and I'm like, oh my, I feel so, and I'm pleading for this person. It was my ex-husband's friend. And I'm like, something is seriously wrong. Like, I, and and I could feel his anger towards God. And, and I'm like, kind of like praying for him or doing it. And I'm like, listen, I have, because what happens is I get these sensations, these feelings, and it won't go away until I'm able to release it. So I'm like, I got to pick up the phone. I got to call. And at this point, it's like 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, I don't care. I got to. So I get on the phone. I'm like, what is going on? Like, I feel like something's wrong. Like, he's like, I'm in my car right now. I just separated from my wife or, you know, and I'm just like, and then it went away, you know, and those feelings went away. So random things like that were happening where it just was weird, especially like, you know, me feeling someone mourning and wanting to cry out and they're silent. And so me just crying out for them on their behalf, you know, getting it released and them them saying, Oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I feel, you know, to visually see that you're like, okay, you're a little cuckoo for cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to get the results at the end to say, Oh, they needed that. They needed help. So it was different things that were happening and, I would hear things and just know things about people that I'm not supposed to know. Um, I just didn't know how to piece it together. And it seemed like every channel I went to it was some type of manipulation or some type of intimidation um, until I got sick. I got very sick. I had, uh, at the time I didn't know, but I had mold in my basement and um, I got extremely sick. I couldn't type anymore. My body just shut down. Um, and that's when I had to discover what God was for me, what, 
was I regurgitating all of these things instead of living it and, and living my truth? Because a lot of it, I was sick because of mold, but I also think I was sick because I wasn't being true to myself and my abilities and how to operate my abilities and discover me. So it took me down a whole path of discovering who I was and really embracing and saying, I'm going to tap into my abilities. I was born with these things. And that's why I wear, I, I try to stay away from, I know we talked about this a little bit, uh, gifts versus abilities. I think it's the same thing. It's just my, def going back to definitions, when I think of gifts, I think people put you on a pedestal. They think that you're so much different than other people. So we have, oh, you've got this amazing gift. And no, I do have an amazing gift. I am appreciative, but it's an ability that I was born with. This is just who I am. And this is how I'm navigating my life through it. Um, and it really keeps me humble to know, like, this is just who I am. It's not like I'm special. Uh, I mean, I am special, but like, <laughs> yes. Like, you know, it's not like, oh my gosh, so mystical. There's a lot of me's out there. So it, it brought me down to break down, to go back to me. And I'm talking about go back to me at, in terms of why did you, why did you chase a cult? You know, why did you, what were you looking for? What patterns were already there that you attached yourself over here? You know, um, what things are you not addressing? What uh, traumas do you need to unfold and unpack? And as I did that, my abilities just strengthened. And um, I took a eight month program, um, which I love through Cindy Dale. She's also an intuitive energy healer that's written many books. Um, and I, I just loved her style. I loved how it's all about bringing it back to you. And she didn't teach me how to be me. She just taught, she just gave that platform for me to recognize me and gave me tools of how to, you know, protect my, myself and not get so drained and, um, you know, different modalities in that way. So it really opened me up to say, no, this is who I am. I'm going to embrace who I am and I'm going to help other people in finding whoever they are, whatever that means to them. So, so when you work with someone and I know people can arrange like an appointment with you, right? Um, how does, so do you kind of like sit down and talk to them and ask them questions or do you kind of just see what you get a sense of? So, um, I am clairvoyant, meaning I can see visions, clairsentient, meaning I sense, feel information, clairaudient, meaning I hear information. So usually on a typical session, I'll just ground the energy. And I don't like to ask them questions beforehand. I don't like, I don't really like to know anything about them beforehand. I am starting a screening process. Um, and that's literally like two seconds for me just to just to feel their energy, to see if it's something that I want to take on. But I don't like asking any questions beforehand. I just like for things to come organically. So normally I'll get a vision, like I'll see, okay, I see like you walking on a beach, or I see that there's water. And then I'll start typically like hearing something, like I'll hear the water. And then I'm feeling the emotions of that person while 
they're walking or, or something. And then at that point, once I get to the emotions part and the, and if giving some information of this is what's wrong, that's when I'll start asking questions. Um, because it's not, I'm not guessing anything. It's not like you tell me everything and you just, no, this is your healing journey. I don't even know what these particular things mean to you per se. I'm, I'm just downloading information and giving it to you. And then we can walk through. And the more, even if someone validates with a yes or a no, the more open they are to the experience, the more information they'll get. And then you start unfolding like, oh, you're here. There's a mourning process or there's something that you're here for. Or there's a remembrance. And, and then the story will just unfold and we'll see. And I then ask for practical for them to, if there's something that, that, because again, if you're looking at it from a spiritual perspective, you could get a whole bunch of information, but what does that mean? How can you help me? How does it make sense as me as a human being <laughs> here and now, how does it make sense? So I usually ask for something that they need that they can do in, in this time to help them. Um, and a lot of times it is validation, just validating a feeling of somebody just validating um, a process. And sometimes they do get instructions. Sometimes they will get a warning about something, but it's really bringing them back to them, whatever they need to process at that time. Um, so yeah, it is, in the beginning, it's no interaction until I get the download. And then during the session, we'll add, they'll, I'll ask, does that make sense? Or does this, and then it'll keep going on going until they unfold it. Um, and then I'll even do some, a little bit of Reiki work. Uh, they may not know it on the back end um, as we're working through it. And then if they have questions about something else, um, I can try to assist them as well. So I want to ask you about something. I just happened to go on Facebook earlier and you had a video, I think it was in your story. And I love what you talked about because I think it's probably a common thing. And I'm going to relate it to something like years ago, throughout the years I've gone through like uh, tarot card readers, palm readers, tea leaf readers. And I'm not trying to compare these because I'm sure there are people who may truly have abilities, right? And there are other people who, let me set up a sandwich board on the boardwalk here and, <laughs> and pay my rent, uh, whatever. Um, but a lot of times when I would do those and I would, you know, being younger, a lot of people would go like, cause they're like, they want help with their, you know, relationship and maybe the, you know, about the other person. So you said something interesting about not spending your, I think you said money, but I'm sure there's also that investment of energy and everything trying to find out about someone else's path. Could you yes. talk to that? Because I think a lot of people could benefit from that. Yes. And I specifically try to say things on my channel to point the right people to me. So I'm not that I say these things because when, when I want people to book my sessions, I want them to know my intention. I don't want to waste my energy, my time on things that I know are not going to benefit somebody. And I think a lot of people in desperation, in uh, breakups, you know, in heartache, um, if someone just recently passed away um, in a lot of situations, I think people are just looking for quick, answers to kind of fill their mourning process. Um, 
or they they want to manipulate. I've I've had people ask me like, do you perform spells um, on people? Yeah, and it's just like there are people that do that. There are, mm -hmm. but that this is not my modality. If you look at the content, if you look at what I'm speaking about, I'm always going to point you back to you. Um, and just my personal belief, if I'm going to spend money, I want to make sure I'm investing in it in something that's going to benefit me. Because even if I tell you about somebody else, think about it. I'm just talking about the here and now, the subconscious of the here and now. That's why when you talk about, am I going to get a house here? Or get a, that's a possibility, <laughs> but there are other possibilities in the now and here, the way I'm processing it through you, that's that's a possibility. But tomorrow, when you wake up, if there's a different, if something happened, if there's a current, so you can't, you shouldn't waste your money. I don't, I don't think knowing the future or anything like that, I think that de defeats the purpose of life. We're here to live life, you know? If you know the future, if you know what's gonna happen, that's you trying to control life. It doesn't, it doesn't work out like that. The best yeah. thing you can do is try to find you. So I like trying to unpack those hidden emotions or those, those stuck and blocked areas where you could then go on your journey and have insight and figure out what, what that means to you. So someone coming to you, then what's a good example of why someone would come to you? Maybe they're just like, you know what? I'm stuck. I'm stuck period. Right? right. Maybe I'm stuck in my life and I'm having trouble figuring it out or, or, or not. You tell me like, what would it, what would be like a person coming to you? What would be the ideal like reason or situation or why they would, would come to you for your services and benefit? Right. So I think in general, people, we, we go to these crossroads when we're just like, I can't think, I don't trust my own mind. I don't trust the, these situations. I don't, I just don't know. In that situation, that would be a perfect time because I could help you pinpoint exactly what you're kind of worried about or exactly what you're folding, unfolding. One lady came to me because, um, I didn't know this. I'm just, getting downloads and I'm like, you're at a crossroads. You're, I got, you got to write something down, but you're angry in doing it. And you're, and you're angry, but you know that that's not the mode you need to do it in. And she was having a problem with her boss and a job and she had to make a decision. And so we unpacked it and I was able to give her practical things like, yep, write it down. Don't send it in that form. Write it down though, process it, know what you want to say, organize it. Just very practical things that she couldn't organize herself. Um, and maybe she didn't even realize that she need, it was so simple, but she needed to do it. Or maybe there is a mourning. Maybe, maybe there is a, a death that took place. And I remember, I'm sorry, my doggy's in the back. <laughs> I remember um, there was a, recently at the Wild Woman uh, Festival, a lady came up and um, and I, I was hearing the ambulance, I was seeing everything. And I was like, uh, you know, there's a situation. I'm like, what's up with the hands? Like there's something with hands. And uh, it, it turned out it was her mother and her mother had just passed and she was mourning it and she wanted validation that her mom was still watching over her. So sometimes we do need that too. So I'm not saying don't come to me if you're mourning, right? I'm saying, 
if you're coming to manipulate a situation or you want a certain outcome or you want your boyfriend or your girlfriend back or you want to know how certain outcomes are kind that means you're really not focusing on healing yourself you're focusing on dictating an outcome and that's not my service yeah there yeah. are many people out there <laughs> that you could probably go to <laughs> yeah but what you're saying, I mean, whether it's your abilities or variety of other like therapy or whatever, ultimately, and it's, we, a lot of us, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself. We try to run away from things. A lot of times it's, it is coming back to us because yeah. it's us. I, I mean, I know I'm a procrastinator. I know the things that are blocking me from going forward half the time, but until I decide to move them or address them, no other answer is going to be right. good. <laughs> and I think that's what. I think we do know that we're procrastinating. We do know we're doing things, but then we don't know why we're procrastinating. It could be something that we didn't even connect, you know? And you're like, oh, okay. Let me unpack that a little bit. Let me move that energy out or let me address it and bring it to the forefront so I could see the path, you know? Like sometimes yeah. we just don't know where it's coming from. And it needs to be unpacked in that way. Yeah. And that we need the help to do it. Plus yeah. it's often, it's sometimes for ourselves, we just can't see certain things. We're just, yeah. too, we're just not seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> we're just not seeing, and we're moving through everyday life and we don't realize, we just don't realize there's so much going on. We don't realize that we just need assistance and a lot of, and it's so funny because I just like to call it validation because once you hear it, you're like, Oh, I know that. Like, uh, duh. Like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or people do come to me spiritually and they want to know um, about their gifts, you know, and their, uh, what can I do or something like that. And I'll feel it. I'll be able to know if you're intuitive. I'll be able to know, you know, oh, you've got guides here or you got this. Um, so I could help on a spiritual level too. Um, but I do like, I love, for me, it's funny because I'm so practical. It's ridiculous. If I didn't have these bills, I'll be like, BS. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> don't bring it to me. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Like I have to, I'm stubborn. <laughs> I have to see it to believe it. So even in my sessions, I get like chills and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't <laughs> believe that came through. <laughs> Just because, but I think that's, that's how life works too. I think we are given gifts and abilities just to see, just to, just to validate that we're not in control. Like we, we think we are, but we're not. Yeah. Are. Yeah. That is such an important point. And it's so hard, I think for us to accept. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I love talking to you. And honestly, as I said, before I hit the record button, I could talk to you for a really long time, but I do want to, I know people's attention span and that's no jab to my listeners. I just know that there's only so much we can process at one time, but before we wrap up, I, I, I addressed everything I really was curious to know about. And I do want to, before we close, we'll give information about how people can reach out to you to book your services. And I will put those in the show notes as well, all that information. But is there anything else that you wanted to say that we just didn't uh, talk about that you just think is a really important message or point that you would like to share? Yeah, we tested a little bit on it. I believe 
whenever you're dealing with any type of practice, um, whether it be spiritual, whether it be, you know, scientific, whatever it is, you really have to dig deep and find yourself in it. If you're looking for anybody to validate who you are through their services, what they provide, um, it's really going to just send you on a longer <laughs> roller coaster on discovering who you are. So I suggest don't go to anyone without really tapping into yourself, your religion, if you have a religion, your spirituality, who you are. Um, and make that an intention everywhere you go, make sure your intentions are bringing it back to you. Because this journey is all about discovering who you are. We have so much information at our hands now. Um, and I think it's a wonderful thing but all information is not for every single person. So you really have to have a very intimate relationship with yourself to find out who you are in your journey. Um, so as much as I would love to help a lot of people, everyone's not for me and everyone's not for you. You have to tap into who you are in order to get the help that you need. That's great advice. And it's, it's really great that you share that too, because it's clear about like, hey, I'm not just saying, hey, I can help everyone. I think it's better that you make that clear because it's yeah. better for your time and energy and for the person's time and energy as well. Yeah. yeah. So if someone does feel ready and to reach out to you, what is the best way that they can uh, get your services? And then tell me a little bit about, I know that you're also working with, I think, Edna in Dunmore too. So tell me a little bit about that so people can check it out. Yes, Edna's great. She has a, she just uh, opened her new, she was at an old location, opened a new location in Dunmore. I'm going to mess up the address. So the information is going to be linked down below or wherever she's going to link it. But um, it's a fitness studio for women and it's not about perfection. It's about being the best version of you. Um, and she provides, you know, um, all of these different services, fitness services, and it goes hand in hand because that's where I operate my Reiki from. So if you go on her website, you'll see her classes, the schedule, and you can also schedule your Reiki session uh, there as well. In terms okay. of, yeah, the intuitive energy healing, because I'm going to do my screening process, um, you can do it two ways. You can text me at 570 682 5566. I will give you a call back just to do a quick uh, consultation. It's not even about what you want the session to be or anything like that. It's for me to determine if I want to take you on as a client. Um, or you can email me at I am Jennifer, two N's, J E N N I F E R, Aleke, A L E K E, at gmail.com. Um, and I will get back to you in terms of if I want to take you on as well. Um, and also visit, I have uh, my social media platforms where I just love spreading uh, positive information and uh, positive videos. So on Facebook, it is Intuitive Friend Jen. On IG and TikTok, it is I am Jennifer Aleke. 
Okay. And I will share all of that information. Yeah. Edna is awesome. Edna, I met, she came to one of my comedy shows, laugh your axe off at the electric city axe company, uh, in the fall or the winter I met her and she is a great, she moved to mill street, I believe in Dunmore. And, um, I, I know she kind of tweaked the name too, of the business. It's, it was emo health mobile or something. I'm going to mess that up too. So I'm yeah, not going to attempt it. Let's not misdirect people. <laughs> I will put it in the show notes, but I know she moved to Mill Street in Dunmore. Wonderful yeah. fitness center. I know she's having a Zumbathon, I think, coming up too for breast cancer uh, yeah. survivors and and uh, people who are fighting, people they're remembering who've, who've been lost to breast cancer. And she does a lot of wonderful stuff, a lot of women clients. Uh, so I will put a link to her website in the show notes. And that's how you can book Reiki with Jennifer. And I will also share Jennifer's uh, email and phone number. If you would like to talk to her, reach out and see if it's a right fit for you for intuitive energy healing. Um, so thank you so much, Jen. It's been great talking with you. I think you're such a light and just so interesting. It's It's been a real pleasure talking with you. Thank you. You too. I'm so glad that we met and thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. And I have to say, you have a very well-behaved dog. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm ruining this. The dog. No, the dog is barely making a peep. Okay, good. <laughs> like no sound at all. I'm like, that's one well-behaved puppy back there. <laughs> So, the, and I'm so glad we met, uh, at the women, are power brunch. It was great. I got to meet different women that I wouldn't have normally met. And I think it's wonderful what that whole group is doing. And they're really, uh, they're really connecting people and also offering us opportunities to give back to like yeah. with their supplies, just to, to give, to contribute and to connect, which I think is awesome. Always. Yeah. Love it. So thank you again, Jennifer. And thank you to my listeners. Please check out Jen. Uh, and you know, even if you're not interested, maybe just be open to learning a little bit more, maybe Google it, maybe, uh, you know, Reiki intuitive energy healing, maybe just read up on it so that you have a little bit more knowledge about it. Um, that's the, and I'm not saying, I mean, Google can be tricky because you can't always trust your sources. <laughs> but it's a starting point, right? It's a starting point and, and just see if you're interested and learn a little bit, or if it's not that I, you know, I don't want to say I challenge you cause that sounds a little too harsh, but raise your curiosity just to learn something new that you never thought you might like, cause you could possibly benefit and make your life better. And wouldn't that be great? You know, and then we can help influence other people's lives. So so thank you again, listeners, uh, as we approach, well, we're ending September already, October. I've, I'm really excited. We have some great guests coming up. Uh, I'm in the process of scheduling them, so I don't want to give anything away yet. But in October, we'll be talking about uh, breast cancer awareness. Uh, I'll be talking, uh, hopefully, if I get my butt in gear, because I'm a procrastinator. I uh, shared my scary story last year in October because it's that time of year. It doesn't have to do with Halloween, but it was kind of a scary murder mystery with some humor because I'm a dark humor person that way. <laughs> I want to uh, continue that story. So hopefully if I get my butt in gear, I will write. It gives me a reason and a purpose to write creatively to continue that story and some other amazing guests that I am working to book. And uh, as always, there will be fascinating women. I love to share, let them share their stories so that hopefully you feel inspired, informed and entertained as well. So I thank you so much. Check out the show notes to learn where you can learn more from Jen. Also, I have my link to my buy me a coffee. If you'd like to show support to this podcast with a monetary donation, 
And if you can't, which is completely understandable and acceptable, you can show support by sharing this podcast. It's always appreciated. Share it on your social media. Tell a friend, tell a foe, tell anyone you know who might want to learn more and be uh, educated, entertained, informed, inspired. I would be grateful for you doing that. And as I always say, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my wine glass.